I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today.
It's Angie's Girls episode. I think it's actually episode 49 because I was talking to some people about episode 50. Episode 49 of um, Andy's Girls. Guys, such a good episode this week. First off, have to tell you, a couple minutes, interview with Leah Black when I was in uh, Miami. Phenomenal, like genuinely, Leah Black may be the love of my life. She is... I feel like Leah Black was born to be on TV. And it's so interesting because, you know, I was an OG um, Miami fan. I watched it while it was happening, loved it, um, have watched it actually a couple times since. And I always felt like she was, because she was, um, feelings are true if I feel them, uh, the breakout star of Miami. And it's so interesting. It was my second interview with Leah. And she's just exactly what you would want her to be. She's extremely to the point, extremely interesting, super dynamic in person. I mean, there's something about, you know, these calls that I've had with housewives versus meeting with them in person. And it's just, she's everything that you'd want her to be, um, sweet as can be, but also super direct, which I personally love. I do have to say though, so I went to Miami technically against doctor's orders because I'm a genius, you guys. Um, And so I stayed back at the one hotel, which I found out about through Jill Zarin. And, you know, they're just wonderful. It was like a crazy dream. Um, God bless. I could afford it in off season, sort of, not really. Um, uh, Just a dream hotel, dream vacay. Um, But one of these symptoms of this like ongoing illness, almost six months in without a definitive diagnosis that I'm hoping to get in a couple weeks, um, is that sometimes you wake up super swollen and it can be triggered by heat. So like smart ass uh, genius over here, deciding to go to South Beach. Um, sometimes it's triggered by heat or it could be triggered by exercise or diet. So I'm on this like super strict diet. So anyway, so I lost a lot of weight and I'm thinking to myself, super bougie style. Oh, I can't wait to kiki with Leah and also get a follow-up photo with her, you know, looking so svelte and fabulous. So I spent the day before interviewing with her um, at her amazing showroom Um Uh, you know, on the beach, loving life, having like a unicorn cocktail, which was like gluten-free, sugar-free. You would think fun-free, but amazing Um, on the beach and like whatever, you know, having a great time, went to sleep, woke up and was like, what the fuck? You're kidding me. Super swollen, eyes like almost swollen shut. Like I literally ran from the hotel to a Walgreens right by nearby and like pop some Benadryl hope for the best had a great interview with Leah such a great experience and but then we like took a photo together and I looked at the photo and I was like mother of god I was so pissed because guys I look like a balloon but like a super cute one and of course the swelling has since gone away because god hates me um but anyway really great conversation with Leah talking about flipping out the whole um Jeff and Heather Dubrow ongoing battle which I will never get tired of talking about because I die for it um our shared appreciation of the fact that Andy Cohen is a shit her god bless him love him forever um and a lot a lot more about rumors about Miami returning or the Real Housewives franchise returning um thoughts on Joanna's uh, divorce which was announced after Lee and I last spoke um and it was great. And we she ended up interviewing me after the podcast recording for Lunch with Leah. So look for that on Leah Black's Facebook page soon. Um, she also and her team, Jason and James, who are 
phenomenal and did up recording like video recording the Andy's girls recording which I referenced at the at the start that we're like videotaping it as well as doing an audio recording so look for that on Leah Black's social media channels um she is such an all-star so I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say she's so interesting so dynamic talked about Queen of Versailles and how they met and you know any hopes for um, what I essentially pitched as a spinoff um, for Leah and Jeff Lewis to work together. I think it would be incredible. So listen to that in a couple of minutes. I do, though, first want to briefly kiki with you about the other franchises that aired this week. Um, I had I just kind of had some questions. You guys need to get in touch with me and let me know if I am 100% off base or not. But I don't 100% understand why on Dallas this week it was so bad that Brandy brought up Nannygate. Like, please explain that to me because Leanne referenced it previously on the show last season on the reunion and has referenced it since. And so Leanne essentially already started what I think genuinely people have been talking about, which is intimations that Carrie and Mark Duber had had an affair. And Brandy is now just essentially giving supporting facts like your marriage started probably because of some sort of romantic feelings that possibly included a, a, an affair of some sort, which doesn't seem that crazy I mean I could understand Carrie wanting to protect it because she does have stepkids who are I'm guessing teenagers or young adults or whatever and wants to protect them from hearing about that and I'm sure it's also incredibly stressful and upsetting to Mark's ex-wife just to have essentially her marriage with Mark sort of dragged into this when you talk about an affair but I mean Carrie did work for the family she worked for Mark professionally and then she also worked for the family babysitting nannying whatever the fuck it was so and now they're married. I mean, I don't think it's a huge reach to be like, yeah, something probably happened there. I don't understand why a lot of the blame shifts to Brandy for that. I guess they were upset that she brought it up. But it's also you're on this reality show and it seems like it happened. So I don't 100% understand what the big deal was with that. Um, I was also, when you talk about like the reality of families and stuff, I was, I guess, interested and engaged on the whole thing with Leanne and her mom because I felt like, yeah, that's real. I mean, there's some real tension there, especially if they haven't seen each other in in a few years. It's also so interesting to me when I think about Leanne. I mean, I was not team Leanne last season, and I can't say that I'm necessarily team Leanne now because I find her to be a little bit of a paradox just trying to figure out how much of Leanne is like made for TV Leanne, you know, like drama, drama created for the cameras, how much of it is actual rage, like the hands speech that like goes down in history is phenomenal and completely crazy. And then how much of Leanne is actual pain. And I think when you when you see glimpses of Leanne and her mom and that like awkwardness because they don't know how to communicate to each other or with each other. Um, I think that that's really real. And I'd like to see more of that. That's also why I think that Deandra is such an all-star new addition because she brings out real Leanne and Deandra's probably the only person, certainly the only person in the cast, but also possibly maybe in Leanne's, um, circle of friends that can really 
hold her feet to the fire and say like listen you're being too much right now you're over the top you're causing too much I never would have dressed as the host of a party in a derogatory way for a, um, at a Halloween party in the host's home I mean all this stuff she really is super upfront not only with Leanne but with other cast members and I really really appreciate that even in that moment where she was saying to Carrie like do you write stuff down so you like can remember it later I actually understood what she was saying like are you do you like record she was being super literal with like are you recording what this is what you guys are talking about so you can discuss it later but what she was essentially saying was like maybe better project manage the fight that's happening which I don't think was actually about making sure that you have a better argument on camera I think what she was actually saying was like make sure that you have supporting facts. Do you remember this? Because when some of these fights are happening, I lose track of exactly what's going on, which I have to say I would as well. And I just die for her. I die for Deandra. I know that she was on like the Trump something for women, yada, yada. And that just makes me kind of love her a little bit more. I know that's terrible, but just the fact that she's true to herself and if she wants to, you know, vote orange in while I disagree with it vehemently, I also am like, yeah, she's a Texas Republican. I mean, that sort of makes sense. Um, And I just love her. I just, I think Deandra was like such smart casting. And in her own special way, I think Cameron was too. Because she's just an adorable kind of fuck up, which I love. I love that she's like taken over from Leanne that role of like, it's all about class and it's all about charity. I think it's so pompous and so fun to see. And I just, every time I see her, I was saying this to a friend last night. Every time I see her, I just like think of Elle Woods, except that, so Cameron like thinks she's Elle Woods in life, forgetting that Elle Woods was actually the whole fun of Elle Woods is that she was actually like whip smart, but nobody told Cameron about the ending of the movie. Like I think Cameron Wikipedia'd Elle Woods in Legally Blonde and was like, "Oh, I get it. Oh my god, because she's blonde and it's legal." And that was it. I mean, I just the cast of Dallas this season is so good. I watched a little teaser for the reunion. It looked a little calm. I don't know if that was the editing or what, but I was super into them having kind of like darker glitter to show like a little drama in their ensembles. And I just am so excited to see it. Just kudos. Kudos to everybody behind Dallas. It should have been twice the size. They should have stolen some eps from OC and handed them right over to Dallas. I do not understand how the production is recording what is genius stuff and not thinking that maybe they could follow up to Bravo and try to, you know, sell a couple extra apps. I don't know how any of that works except to say that kudos to Dallas. Um, taking two seconds to talk about Jersey. Um, just really every week that goes on really shows that I am a genius in at least one point, which is that Frank Catania is like fucking adorable. Um, is him moving in inspired or motivated to Dolores's house or their house together, whatever motivated by his, I guess, crazy tumultuous relationship with the girlfriend that we've never met or was it motivated by Bravo production I think that's a little TBD it does seem like a little bit of like a Sonia and Lou Sonia and Tins deal where like there's a nugget of truth in this that maybe he is like in an on and off relationship but 99% of it is Bravo being like can we do this it would be great seems like it would be fine for you guys either way I love him I love Dolores I'm like team Dolores all day long um I just think that she really has known these women truly for 20 years because of her relationship with them really through Caroline Manzo and I think she brings it and I die for her um as far as this whole 
saying allegedly, you know, what Danielle Staub is saying that that Danielle said that Tree doesn't care about anyone or anything but money. I don't understand that. What I could understand happening is that maybe Dolores and Danielle were talking about money and finances or whatever. And Dolores made a remark like Teresa right now is very focused on making money because her husband's in jail. She had all of these enormous debts and she needs to support her fucking family and an extended family. So yeah, I absolutely, I don't think Teresa would have an issue with that, uh, with Dolores potentially saying, you know, Tree is focused on supporting her family and being the sole breadwinner for these four girls and starting college um, accounts. And Gia's already like a whatever in high school, probably a junior. Um, I, I don't think that's an issue. Danielle's just stirring the shit because Danielle's a piece of shit. So I 100% support, 100% support Dolores and everything. Um, I don't think the, ter- the tension between Tree and Melissa is in any way, or at least the tension that we saw this week about the whole restaurant and pictures and whatever. I thought it was total bullshit, and I'm thrilled about it because I do think it was actually heightened for cameras and not real. And that's a nice new turn in the relationship between Tree and Melissa, that it's not actually like them trying to murder each other on camera. It's like, here's a little bit of sass. It's like eye rolly and then... Melissa like throws down a glass it doesn't shatter and like storms off to her Bentley or whatever and then calls it a day I mean I I just think it was like fine like I'll it's fine I'm happy with them like having like a little bit of something and like a, a side uh, swipe at each other and a, and a snipe and just calling it a day I, I would much prefer that than like the greased up oily fighting at that weird chateau on Long Island I mean I, I just think that's fine I also um think that Gia Judice, Judice, Judice is the Brianna Culbertson of Jersey. Like I think that her conversations with her mom are so interesting and exactly right and said in a way where her mom really doesn't get super defensive as she did when um, Melissa was saying essentially the same exact stuff, just not worded as well. Um, understanding like Teresa's um, level of interest in having that kind of conversation with, you know, her daughter versus her sister-in-law. Just kudos. Kudos to Gia. Kudos to Brianna. Um, love them both for days. Um, speaking of people that I do not love, Danielle Staub is the devil. Breaking news. Um, not fake news. Uh, Melissa is now on this. I don't know if she's like being, I keep thinking for some reason, I keep thinking that production is like more involved in Jersey than anywhere else. I have nothing to support that, but I don't, I can't think of any other reason why Melissa would go so hard in support of Danielle Staub and saying that like all she's seen of Danielle in the past, what, like 72 hours is that Danielle cares. She really cares. And it's like, sweetie, what about the other side of that? Like what what Danielle is doing to Dolores with this whole like who are you shacking up with yada 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 is exactly what Danielle did to Tree in the reunion several seasons ago with the whole did you visit your nephew in the hospital which was the kickoff and allegedly her like reaching out to Melissa on social media and on Facebook or Instagram whatever the fuck and like sending her messages and trying to understand personal family specifics to use in her war with Teresa it's the same exact strategy it's the same basic shit Danielle Staub has not changed Danielle Staub has rebranded yes 
but the product is the exact same crazy shit and she made downward dog like a motherfucker and child's pose but this is the same woman prostitution whore 19 times now 20 mazel tov it's the same woman that she was before and maybe melissa and tree will get that it doesn't really matter dolores definitely does understand it and that's all that really counts and this whole thing with siggy i honestly have to tbd until i kiki with my co-host next week about it because I just, I think she's just making some mistakes that are sort of typical for a housewife on a second season. I think she's going from like zero to a hundred and is grasping a little bit at straws with some of this stuff and continuing it. I do think some of it is definitely in truth. And I think a little bit of it is a little too theatrical and it's not paying off as well as it did last season. And that's really all there is to say. I I mean, I still adore Sigalit, but I think she's, she's making some errors and it's not um, atypical for someone in their second season. And uh, I think it's something that I think Brian Moylan referenced it recently. It's like a second season hex where, you know, your second season, you know, you love the adoration from number one and sometimes you make a mistake and she'll, she'll figure it out. I believe, I believe in her that she'll pivot back. Um, this week's episode of OC, I guess the first good one for OC this season, and I think they're almost done, so kudos to them. Um, Peggy's a fucking moron. <laughs> Peggy explicitly asking Victoria Gumbelson's doctor to help her and stop asking questions, which happened, which I uh, went back and watched a second time because I was like there's no fucking way she just said it to that doctor like stop asking questions no she 100% did she should never be in the room if you are ever in a room with a medical issue and Peggy is there just go ahead and die because I don't think that her involvement in any way will set you on the right path Kelly the clear MVP of the episode cannot believe after the enormous amount of screaming matches that I had with Damian Bellino last season that Kelly was the devil and shouldn't be allowed back. Kelly, Kelly killed it this week, guys. Kelly was exactly right. Peggy was acting crazy. Um, I, I was team Kelly, team, team. I was both team Kelly and team anti Peggy. Peggy saying she would disrespect her husband if she didn't go to the hospital ASAP. Like she would be disrespecting her husband if she didn't wait three minutes while Kelly finished her like super fish or whatever is insane and asinine and then later on when they did that like flashback clip or whatever for like when they were partying in Shannon's room which was definitely by far the best room and she said that I'm gonna have my husband call your husband and then Kelly like trumped it and was like this is complete bullshit like you don't need a male figure in your life to speak for you and then was like and I'm gonna have my dad call your dad obviously being super sarcastic and Peggy not understanding it was magical and infuriating at once. And I was like team Kelly all day long in that moment. I did think that later on when Tamara and Vicky were like having a calm combo, blah, blah, blah. And Kelly truly wanting to help, but jumping in should have shut the fuck up. And then Shannon did the same and it was a whole can of worms. But I, I appreciated Kelly and Shannon, even though I, disagreed with them being involved and I also thought it would have been better if it was Tamara and Vicky alone by themselves but that probably wouldn't have happened in and of itself so beggars can't be choosers at least they said something to each other um I don't think that Vicky will ever understand Tamara's perspective and I think that 
Tamara is expressing that she could understand Vicky's, but also has to disclose that a part of understanding Vicky's perspective is saying that she felt like Vicky was complicit and Vicky will never admit it. She will never admit it. And she will never admit that she absolutely, absolutely chose Brooks over her friends, including her BFF, at least on the show, Tamara. Um, she even said in that little aside, the confessional, like, I would never choose, you don't choose um, uh, a spouse over friends or a partner. I would never. And it's like, no, but genuinely, when you look at how the season went on and how you behaved, you absolutely did. And it's, that's a part of saying you're sorry is acknowledging your behavior, not just acknowledging how that other person feels, but taking actual responsibility and accountability for what you did and that will never happen but if Vicky says I'm sorry and I've said it for six months and it's total bullshit just let it go um I mean what more can you expect of this uh, from this person I do think it was like the high blood pressure anxiety attack again Kelly was right on that my god it was just kind of like a weird interesting app and the teaser for next week is crazy because it looks like Peggy goes there are whispers that what happens is that Peggy goes in on Megan for being a bad mom which is like again with this whole thing when Kelly already did that a couple weeks ago and it was a complete mess and just wrong it, it's so weird to me I guess she like maybe I mean and who knows if this is true but that I guess she like references a photo of the baby by itself or something I don't know I guess we'll wait and see it's so bravo of me and watch what happens but I, I something goes down I guess I'm sort of into Peggy for a second at least trying but my god let the season be over so that it can die and we'll never have to watch the season again and then Peggy will be gone from our lives forever amen um on that note <laughs> Guys, I hope you so enjoy this interview with Leah Black that was at the Leah Black showroom. We do a deep dive into everything. Leah Black and the team behind Leah Black Beauty, Leah Black Enterprises, Leah Black Everything. Um, Die for you guys. It was such a pleasure. Um, So listen in to my amazing, amazing conversation with Leah Black now. Enjoy, guys. So typically... Andy's Girls is a podcast. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here in Miami recording an audio podcast, a video. I just have to tell you, I'm flipping out to be here with Yay! Leah Black, Real Housewife of Miami, Thank and you. essentially the Florida kingmaker, I have to say, the oh, woman responsible for so much. Um, Texas native, a mom, wife, Real Housewife, uh, charity fundraiser, businesswoman. Leah launched the legendary Sudden Youth Facial in the 80s, now a total fan favorite and after 20 years in the beauty industry developing over 400 products leah is the creator of leah black beauty host of lunch with leah author and the founder of the blacks annual gala as well as many other charitable initiatives some of which we'll be talking about today it's so great to once again be in the world of leah black thank you so much for having andy's girls here so exciting thank you thank you why are you here why are you in miami uh to see you of course to kiki with leah black i'll come from new york city straight to see you just for me and have a little (laughs) r&r it's such a beautiful day too the weather has been so nice 
fantastic. It's 100 in Los Angeles, and it's oh perfect my God. here. <laughs> so speaking of Los Angeles, how often do you bounce back and forth between Miami and L.A.? Having seen your beautiful mega mansion on oh, Flipping Out this season, it's extraordinary. Well, my son's in the 11th grade. so Oh, wow. RJ. We, RJ. And so we kind of have to make our schedule around his school schedule because we wouldn't leave him. And so when he's out of school, we go there. The summers, a spring break, the holidays, whenever he's out of school. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about, I see some, we are in, liter quite literally, in the world of Leah Black. <laughs> I'm seeing some boxes behind us. <laughs> tell us about your um, efforts to help aid Puerto Rico. One of my friends, uh, Michael and Antonio, two of our friends, uh, have been shipping goods to all the islands whenever they have catastrophic damage for years. I mean, they've literally spent millions and millions, I mean, 20, 50, who knows how many millions of pounds oh and God. dollars of goods to these islands. So I found out that they needed tents. So we're doing a tent drive, and they need 10,000 tents, and I think we're up to 150. Oh, but, but that's a great start. That's it's a amazing. Good start. But uh, for $20, you can buy a tent for, for two people or one person, and then we have them all the way up to 150 where you can get a tent for, like, eight people with a porch. So what we're doing is collecting money from our donors and then buying the tents for them and then labeling them that they are coming from that particular donor, like okay. Mary Smith from Miami. Love and it. Labeling them as an eight tent, you know, uh, tent for eight people, and then right. getting them to the distribution center that Michael Antonio had up, and sending uh, it, you know, sending it there. Great. So, so they'll get distributed. So how can folks donate? Tell us everything. Uh, just let me know who that is. <laughs> It's a call-in, guys. We're, call we're really expanding Andy's Girls in every possible way. It said hello Such at leahblack.com. And, um, oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Okay. Is it, is it Andy Cohen? No. Did he hear? <laughs> Andy, why are you calling me? <laughs> it's, um, so anyway, and so they can go to hello at leahblack.com, uh, and they'll be able to give you the information on how to get the tents here. But for $20, $40, $50, $80, $100, $150, $150 you can send a tent. And it's on our Facebook page. Thank oh, you, Oh, great. And so we'll send it for you. We'll do all the work. We'll order it. We'll label it. We'll put your name on it. We'll give you a 501c um, receipt that you donated great. it to a charity, and we'll get it delivered for you. That's We're just amazing. trying to make it easy because, you know, everybody wants to contribute and everybody wants to give. Right. But they, they it's just like don't complicated know how. Right. and there's red tape and then who do you trust to get it there. So we're like, we're going to get it there for you. Send your $20. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> or whatever you can send. So tell us a little bit about the state of affairs with the Black's Annual Gala. Uh, the last one we had a year and a half ago was with Aretha Franklin. Oh my God. She was so amazing <gasps> that we're trying to top the talent. And if we top the talent, then, you know, we'll do another one. If not, we'll do something else. We're all, we do charity year round. It's just sometimes it's in the form of a gallon. Sometimes right. it's in the form of tents, you know. That's amazing. Do you have, um, have you noticed that a lot of your fans from Real Housewives of Miami have been contributing in charitable ways because they're inspired by how often you discuss your efforts? efforts on social media? That's a good question. You know, I don't consider myself a person that has fans. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hello guys. Number really one right don't. here. I guess, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think some people follow what we do because we're, you know, it changes a lot yeah. and it's interesting for people to see, oh my God, did she really do that? And then they do that and then they have the gala. And it was just, you know, it's just kind of one of those things like, like if you're bored, you could follow what we do. And so, but people have been very generous with giving over the years. 21 years we did the Black's Annual Gala and then you know, now we're doing the tents, and we've, we've done other projects. That's you know? amazing. Good we did a you. project where we got 1,200 
uh, kids through a state program once for intervention to give oh them a second God. chance instead of going to jail the first time they got in wow. trouble. I mean, we're always doing something for, um, you know, I just think everybody should help any way they can. I That's mean, especially great. if you have a, a good life and, and you're blessed and you right. should somehow give back. Totally. And also you have such an amazing platform. Which yeah, is it's not great. that big of a huge platform. <laughs> I think it's pretty big. I think it's pretty big, well, but it's you. also so nice to see someone in the public eye who's remained in the public eye use yeah. um, their name for good. I think that's incredible. Um, talking about a little bit about flipping out, I yeah. have to say, so thrilled to see you back on oh, Bravo TV. My gosh. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jeff. How did you get to know him, become a client, all that good stuff? You know, I traditionally over the last 12 or 15 years however many years we've had a home in in los angeles in the hollywood hills i just throw parties every year and it's an eclectic group of crazies from all over it could be someone i i met while hiking up runyon canyon it could be the bartender i met down the hill or it could be uh you know courtney love or you know a big celebrity it could be anybody uh and uh i just invite people that i find are interesting and fascinating they could be intellectuals they could be political they could be um like I said, a bartender, it could be an aspiring actor, it could be just entered photography, but they're mostly creative type people, or they're people that are just fascinating and interesting, I find fascinating and interesting, and I just invite them to these parties, and we just have a lot of really great conversations, and a lot of jokes, and cutting up, I mean, sometimes it winds up being all comedians, and so they're all performing for each other, and the next time <laughs> it could be an opera singer and a piano player, and the next time it could just be a bunch of me and my crazy loser friends in our jeans <laughs> sitting around, you know, them drinking beer and eating popsicles it could be anything you know and so one time um i invited jeff through another friend of mine that um was a mutual friend and i told him to have jeff come and uh, jeff showed up with gage and you know we just hit it off and then you know then they moved uh, down the street or in my neighborhood and then it became very easy for them to come and then i moved literally 20 houses up or less from their latest house and so we just became friends and I just like them I find them interesting and fun and fascinating and always up to something I like people that are up to something I I just I just have a connection with people that are doing something, whatever it is, as long as it's not up to no good. You know, totally. as long as you're up to something good. And I think Jeff is up to good. I mean, he he makes people's homes beautiful. He entertains people on television. He's got an amazing, darling little daughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and Gage is just a cool guy. So we just hang out. And when it comes to flipping out, I, my question is, is it sort of like, what's the chicken or the egg situation? Did you become a client of Jeff's and then the producers um, for Flipping Out reached out and said, you know, would you be interested in filming? Or were they already filming when you began working together professionally as opposed to, you know, your previous personal relationship and filming was kind of going on? Well, they were in a mid-season and uh, Jeff came to my house and I I said, first of all, he came to my first house and I said, you know, I'm going to sell the house and um or maybe i should keep it and maybe we should renovate it and maybe we should flip it and he came to the house and it started there and then he said well, what about your nu- new house and i'm like i'm just so over decorating and mm-hmm. i'm so over being working all the time when i'm here so just do what you want with the house <laughs> and so amazing. he went and looked at the house and gage coincidentally when i was looking at the house to buy it gage just happened to be driving by and he rolls down the window and says leah and he stopped and came in and he goes you should buy this house and i thought you know what i was just looking at it tire kicking <laughs> for fun and maybe he's right maybe he's just <gasps> oh buy the house God. so i bought the house and then he said 
said, well, I'll just decorate it. And I said, great. And then they said, well, we're going to film it. I said, great, film it, you know. And wow. with or without me, I didn't really know or care if I was on it or not. If, if they wanted to decorate it with me, they're fine. If they want to decorate it without me, they're fine. I didn't really care. You know? That's so organic, though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's always organic with me. With life, just thing, things take on a life of their own. And then own. the cameras are just there to <laughs> capture, right. capture the magic. Right. So where is your house? I mean, how is your house now? Is it fully It's, it's, it's fully done? decorated. Uh, the pool, the outside, and the upstairs. And the bedrooms are just very comfortable right now. I, I'm not really going to do much more to them. They, even though they all look lovely, they could look better. I made one into just a big dressing room. It's just full of handbags and jewelry and shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and mirrors. Every girl's dream and several boys. That yeah. sounds amazing. Um, so question for you. You guested with uh, Jeff on Radio Andy. Has Bravo reached out at all to you to get you back full time I'm dying for it Leah it's oh, my second it's like make it a Sarah make a wish even though I'm not for, I mean I, uh, for uh, the my for the Real Housewives of Miami well, what's happening it's a it's a that's a good point what's happening with these rumors about a Real Housewives returning to Miami and Florida in general you and know, have you been contacted from the very beginning when all these girls that were on the show were running around telling everybody the show's coming back the show's coming back the show's going to be renewed I already knew that it may not be coming back. And so when people would want me to say it's coming back, I would mm-hmm. never say that. I always said, you know, that's for the network to announce. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the network. While these other fools were running <laughs> around going, oh, it's coming back. I know for sure it's coming back. And I'm like, they are going to have such egg on their face. Not that they care because to care, you need to have some credibility to start with. But having said that, I always uh, knew because of, of some of the things that had gone on behind the scenes and some of the people that didn't want to do the show anymore that it, it might not come back. So I always kept my mouth shut about it. And then every year they started the rumor again. And then the girls run around and get their pictures taken together mm-hmm. and post them and say, oh, we're best friends. We're best friends. We're best friends. Bring the show back when they only see each other to get their pictures taken to post them. They're not really all best friends. And so I just like was so turned off by the, the phoniness of it that I said, you know, I'm just not going to be a part of that gossip. And I never commented on whether it was going to come back. But then recently there was an article in Palm Beach paper that a group of girls were getting together and they were going to put together a a housewife show is going to be between Palm Beach and Miami and oh Fort Lauderdale and Boca and all this and that and the other. And I knew right then and there that was probably not true, but I just didn't want to say because I didn't know for sure. But then I checked with my resources inside network type people Ooh. and Bravo has nothing to do with it. So oh. there may very well be a show coming, okay. but it doesn't have anything to do with Bravo. That's not to say that they couldn't make a fabulous pilot and go pitch it to Bravo and Bravo might decide they're interested, but Bravo doesn't really have anything to do with it. So that. no one's reached out to you. I mean, it is a question that, <laughs> that Miami fans have, which is, you know, what's happening? Is it, I, is I it going to come back? I think the fat lady's saying, you know, I think the fat lady's saying, and I think everybody's uh, moved on. Oh. And, uh, you know, I think if they did, did want to do a show they'd probably just kind of start from scratch that's just my personal read on it but I don't really know okay well Jeff mentioned on an episode I think it was the finale of flipping out that you had expressed an interest in partnering with him now are you guys partnering together to flip houses well that's a possibility because he told me that um you know, he's got several houses going, but they're all five, six, seven million dollar houses going. And wow. he's like, I'm I'm not in a position to continue to buy this 
this many houses right, to right. put of that course. kind of money up. So would you have an interest in maybe partnering with me? And I said, yeah, I would because one, he's a complete professional. He knows what he's doing. I feel and like we he would mints, make money at yeah, it. Yeah, he mints have fun money. At it. He does yeah. so, so well. Yeah. That's but great. But interesting enough, I had said to him two years ago, Forget the television. Come to Miami. Let's flip houses together. We don't have to video. We don't have to film it. Right. Let's just, let's just do, do it. it. Let's just do it. And then he came to me and said, why don't we just do it in L.A.? Benz, I'm here. And so I was like, yeah, why don't we just do it in L.A.? So we might. I don't know. We'll see. And there's the potential for that. Talk about pilots and new shows. Look at what Bethany and Frederick are doing. They right. partnered on, you know, having a real housewife and yeah. someone on Million Dollar Listing, both of whom were breakout um, right. personalities, well, partnering it, on a new show. I think it could really work. If it happened that way, it would be organic because my intent would be to just to do the houses with him and let him if he wants to put them on his show put them on the show if he right. doesn't he doesn't but otherwise he, it's business yeah and if he wants me on on it fine if he doesn't it doesn't I, I don't push myself into situations like that because it's his show you know and I'm not really a, a grasping wannabe to be honest with you it's well like, I am a grasping <laughs> wannabe <laughs> so, it's guys me, if it's organic bravo are fine. you listening <laughs> um how did you become friends with Jackie Siegel the queen of Versailles well, Jackie came to our charity event a few times, and uh, I met her initially there, and then I met her husband, and I just like they're fun and fascinating and interesting people. They're characters. They're characters, and I col- seem to collect, some people collect art. People <laughs> you collect, collect people? I collect people, oh and I collect God. characters, you know? Well, David Siegel seemed to love being collected by you, <laughs> shall we say. Were you ever uncomfortable, or did you know that was just his personality, that he's very flirtatious no, plus? Uncomfortable. You, I, I didn't you even, can handle I didn't it. Even notice it to be honest with you afterwards jeff and gage were making fun of me like oh my god he didn't even know we were there he was only interested in you i was like really i didn't notice that i just was i was just dancing for my dinner i wanted to help jeff get the gig and i like david and i like her and she's not the jealous type to begin with and it was all innocent fun i mean i'm married 20 something years i know my husband i mean i didn't even think of it as flirting i just thought of it as being my normal big mouth sell. Were you disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> Were you disappointed that they didn't end up um, working with Jeff and Gage? You know, yes Did you think and it was no. going to work out? See, I know I to- I knew in the beginning that it was going to be Jeff's way or no way because mm-hmm. Jeff wasn't going to put his name on something that he didn't feel had the prestige and the elegance and the timelessness and the and the charm and just the fabulousness that he saw in his vision and, and how he thought the, the house should look or the palace should look. And I also knew that David, with all that money that they have, mm. they have their own kind of taste and way of doing things. And that was evident when we went to the warehouse. Oh, my God, that warehouse. My pieces. word. Wow. That was an eye opener. So I think when I saw the warehouse, the light went on that this probably isn't going to work. Yeah. But it would have been fabulous if it did work because no one would have done a better job in a, in a timelier fashion Ugh. than Jeff, and they would have been very happy with the outcome. But I think they have their own ideas of kind of what they want. I don't think mm-hmm. it fits into his vision, and it, it doesn't really – you know, my taste would be even a little different from theirs, you know? Mm. So I I had a feeling it might not, but you know what? They had fun and um, it was great for the show and it could have worked out. And you know, that's what entrepreneurs do. They, they shuffle a hundred things and one hits, you know, you get 20, 
plate spinning and one hits. Right. And so that's what happens. And so it was a, a long shot. But, I mean, had it worked out, Jeff would have gotten a, a place in, in Orlando and lived there and gone back and forth for a few My months God. to make it happen. And I would have brought our team in to assist him and make sure that we buttoned up everything that he I mean, did. how many years does it take to get that kind of house, <laughs> make it a home? Even it's like 80,000, 90,000 square yeah. feet, something completely insane. Depends on the team. If I was running that show, you, it would be it, mil- I'd have it yeah, done military in, style. In, in a year because wow. I would put teams on it. I'd have a bathroom team and I'd have a, oh my God. a ballroom <laughs> Those team. Those bathrooms have, were so sad. <laughs> I know. They were so sad, weren't they? And uh, that's because they went to the warehouse and they just took stuff that went into their resorts oh and stuck God. them in there. That's but I, if I were running the show, I told David, I said, you should have me just run the show. I'll get it done for you. I'll whip it out for yeah, you. Yeah, you would. But I would have whipped it out with people with exquisite taste and probably sure. put five teams on it. You right. Know, just whip it out. So here's one more Jeff question for you. Jeff has a long publicized, oddly enough, rivalry with a real housewife of OC, Heather Dubrow. That happened because, you know, he's friends with Shannon, went to some dinner, yada, yada, yada. Have you been following that at all? And what are your thoughts? I haven't followed it publicly, but I've, I've, I've talked about it with Jeff when it, when it comes up, He, he, they talk about it and I listen about it, but I only heard bits and snippets about what I don't follow so much the Facebook, social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm a Twitter addict. You are. (laughs) Leah Black Miami. But if it's not on Twitter, I'm not as in in tune with it. But I'll tell you what his fundamental problem with her is. Jeff is one of these people with all his bravado and all his demands and all of his hot temper and all of his reaction. At his heart and soul, he's a very kind appreciative person Mm -hmm. it doesn't show up on television but he is and so she apparently at a dinner sort of looked down upon and snubbed and was condescending towards some waiters and he didn't like it and he put it in a category of you know she's too big for her britches and he just didn't like it yeah but in all fairness he's called me out on it too like when we would be at a restaurant and someone would come up and I'd just be very short with him and and I just order and I just keep talking to whoever I was with and he'd go Leah you didn't even acknowledge that waiter who was dying to meet you I'm like well how did I know they were dying to meet me never occurred to me that they were dying to meet me how would I know and I caught myself and I'm like you know he's right I need to be more like look them in the eye and thank you so much for waiting on me and be more appreciative and he's very much like that and I think that he not knowing her really well that was his interpretation of 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 being with her and he didn't like it Wow. And it sort of still continues every time that right. one of them is on Watch What Happens Live. Right. Andy, who's, you know, a beloved, uh, wonderful. <laughs> That's exactly what I literally was about to say. He's a little bit of a shit star. A little bit. Um, but he brings it up because it's also just so interesting. When you see that crossover right. among Bravo shows, there's something about it that's kind of intoxicating. Yeah, I, find it, I find it fascinating, too. You know, but Jeff is not one to hold back. I mean, you know, he came out when I did the Andy, uh, I did Andy radio with him two or three, two or three times. Anyway. Anyway, I'm going to do it again when I go there uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. We'll oh, be great. Doing Radio Andy with Jeff again. Uh, I would probably wind up being his co-host if I lived there because we do really click. Be. I mean, we really do click on the radio and engage the three of us together. We have a lot of chemistry. But, um, you know, he brought up when I was sitting there about Vicki Gumbelson and I was like, you know, and he just kept going. I was trying to save him from himself, you know, and he started it on her. But he didn't care. He says what he thinks. Wait a second. Tell me what you think about Vicki Gumbelson. 
Well, you know, I've always kind of had a sentimental streak in me for Vicki because okay. when we were a, a charity, I guess she's been on the Housewives 10 years. We've right. been doing the charity 21 years. Her first year on the Housewives, she volunteered at her own expense to come and walk our red carpet. Oh, my God. Now, a lot of people said, well, of course, she wanted the publicity and the press. I don't care what she wanted out of it. The fact is that anybody that volunteers to come and support the charity, I am going to be forever grateful. Oh, that's so great. I am not open-minded about her because I will always be indebted to her and grateful for her being willing to support the charity having said that I think she's made some mistakes <coughs> in her real life and on television and uh, but I don't really judge for some reason I don't judge her as harshly about them because I think at her core she kind of means well I don't think she's a bad person and you know I I have a lot of latitude for people that I think are good people that have bad behavior versus a person that has bad behavior that's not a good person underneath. That's where I kind of don't have the tolerance for. Do you think, taking another little deep dive into OC and, and all things Vicky G, do you think she had any involvement or anything in the whole Brooks Cancergate cancer scam? Do you what, think she knew no, or knew sooner I than everyone think, else? I think that along the way, I don't think she knew or suspected in the beginning. I think the girls pointed it out. Yeah. They got suspicious, and she opened a blind eye. And then I think she felt like, you know what, I don't want to know, and she was complicit in it. And I think that they were all ganging up on her, and she kind of had to choose between her loyalty to this man that she was blindly in love with and the girls, and she decided to just be complicit and turn a blind eye, right. you know? And uh, they say love is blind. I mean, I think it was a big mistake because I, I, I have not, I, I don't find him, I don't find a whole lot of redeeming qualities in him right. at all. And, and what she saw in him is shocking to me. But, um, you know, so I don't really think that she, like, sat and plotted with him. No, mm -hmm. I don't think that happened. I think when the light went on, did she make a hard stand about it? No, I don't think she did that either. Mm -hmm. I do think the girls were a little hard on her, though, about it. There yeah. are rumors that she might not be back in a full-time capacity next season. Do you have any thoughts that she might be a friend of? Mm, I would doubt that she'll be a friend of. I think if they say to her, oh, do you want to be a friend, she'll probably walk away. That's what I would do. I wouldn't go back and be a friend because then you have no voice. That's and then what they, they all get to say what they want and you have no voice to defend yourself. Allegedly, that's what yeah. happened with Heather, with Yolanda, right. with Nini at one point yeah. where they said, you know, we don't want you full-time, we want you yeah. part-time. If most you don't of them think said I'm no. fascinating and fabulous enough to be on full-time, then what's her talk about? I got plenty of other things to do. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know? Um, so a couple quick Real Housewives of Miami questions. So Joanna and Roman. They got divorced. Done. I didn't know about it in advance. I read about it like everyone else. Really? Yeah. Joanna is a very quiet, private person that way. She doesn't confide in people a lot. And she doesn't, she's like I am in that I don't run around talking about my problems. If I have a problem, I guarantee nobody knows about it. I solve it. I figure, you know what? Everybody's got their own problems to deal with, so I'm not going to dump my problems on you unless there's some solution you might have to helping me with my problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't run around, you know, oh, whining and being a victim. So she was very quiet about it. <clears throat> so interesting that she's so quiet and private in her personal life because in her professional life, at least in front of Bravo cameras, she was very... Right. Uh, oh, active, she'll strip down loud. nude too. Right. Strip down nude for Peta. So, so she is, she's very. Uh, I find her a fascinating girl. I like her. Did you think that some of the wedding drama that was captured on Real Housewives of Miami was a little elevated because of the cameras being there? Do you think you it mean was on her wedding? Yeah, on, on her wedding. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they genuinely love each other. I think they still do. And I think they have a real bond. It'll always have a real bond. And uh, the one thing I'll say about Joanna, I mean, here's a young, beautiful girl that really, if she wanted to, with her lifestyle and her looks and her personality and her charm, she could marry any billionaire right. she wanted to. So the fact that she marries a guy that's successful and has a nice nightclub business in Miami, right. but that's a dirty business who wants to be in the nightclub business and she wants to be in LA she doesn't really want to be so much in Miami all right. the time the fact that she would marry him tells me that, that you know that they were really in love with each other and he he's a charming guy and I love Rowan he's I, I've never had an issue with either of them to be honest with you and I think they just agreed that between the distance and it just they just were growing apart perhaps and it just decided to be friends and they're friends and since the last time that we um, spoke on Andy's Girls, she has since settled her lawsuit with Brandy. Have you right. reached out to her at all about that? Thank well, God it's over, by the way. God. Going on for years. It's like years. Bethany and Jason's Ridiculous. divorce. It's going to last until the end of time. Right. Or they just made some settlement about the stalking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I told Joanne in the beginning, there is no cheese down the tunnel. Do not go on that after that lawsuit with Brandy. She has nothing. What are you going to get out of it? She's not going to pay you. And she's, she's not on TV. Anything. It's not like her. Yeah. Right, right. And. Not only that, every time you bring up the subject, it makes both of you look bad, so let it go. But, you know, then Brandy turned on me because, you know, Brandy used to come to my parties, and I thought we were friends, and our kids had had play dates together. But not even not because of the show, independent of the show, I knew her. And I, most of these girls, I believe it or not, somehow, someway, I've known so many of them independent of the Housewives show, but I've known a lot of them from throughout the cities. But, you know, Brandy turned on me because I made a joke about it. You know, I said, well, you know, you've got this one twat running around with a tampon uh, <laughs> com complaining about another twat that needs perfume. Oh and I just gosh. thought I was just being silly. And she got so outraged about that. Uh, and so blah, blah, blah. And so you haven't spoken with her since? Um, who is it? I'm going to call you back, okay? I'll go back. What? It's Bravo Central, you guys. Okay, tell me I'm taking They heard we were here. What? I think we're going to have another cast yeah, on the show. Okay, but that's not this year. It's next year. Okay, bye. Next year, not this year. Oh, my God. I, this is how many hats I wear. When someone from my husband's office calls, I, I answer because I think someone's going to be in jail. When someone from my house calls, I think someone's going to be either in a fight or a oh fire. No. And so I just have to take the calls. Um, so anyway, so, you know, then I, I don't know. I'm hoping that Brandy just dropped it and isn't, isn't mad at me. I mean, I didn't mean any ill will about it. I liked her. I think she's kind of an interesting character in her own way. I never had an issue with her, but she didn't like what I had to say about it. I thought that was kind of interesting, though. That is one thing I just noticed I don't so much like about her. She can really dish it out, but she somebody really says something it. about her, she doesn't like it. I just, the light just went on about that. How many times has she gone after somebody full on attack and thinks that she should get away with it? I say one little joke and I'm like, oh, bitch slap. She did that on Beverly Hills, though, in one of her right. last seasons with Yolanda. Yolanda reached out and was like, you know, I think you have a drinking problem. and Or I think you have a drinking problem or an anger problem. Right. Something is problematic and at this point. And she dragged Yolanda's her daughter, daughter into, into it, it which yeah. was really... Really, really below the belt. Yeah. Extremely below yeah. the belt. Yeah. We've also seen on some of the franchises a lot of behavior that is emblematic of below the belt. We saw, we've heard a little bit about some stuff that's been going on and on Atlanta this season where Nene and Kim are threatening to sue each other, which I would have thought would have been completely against well, a standard contract is, with Well, Bravo. I don't think, I'm not sure, but I don't know how 
I guess Bravo is protected and that if it happened on the show, you can't do that. But I think what happens outside the show, I don't think do. that legally, I don't know, but I doubt that legally they have any control over that. If you notice, all these lawsuits are things that happen not on the show. Right. It's sort of Kim. Yeah. It seemed like Kim said she was reaching out to a celebrity lawyer, Marty Singer, I think, for representation. Well, he's not a to... well he may be a lawyer, but he's really a Publicist? pit bull. He's a oh, pit okay, bull. I mean, he's the one that puts his name on the letters right, right, and scares right. everybody to death. Right. <laughs> and he's involved in a lot of sort of crazy yeah. quasi-celebrity yeah. whatever cases, yeah. notorious he's cases. A, known as a pit bull. Did you watch um, this most recent season of Atlanta, the the crazy, crazy, crazy Michigas that went down in the um, reunion series with um, Phaedra. Phaedra and Candy? Yes, I did. What are your thoughts? Oh, my God. Tell me everything. Well, I don't think you should go out and lie about people, and I think it's a terrible thing to do. However... Bravo has allowed it and enabled it for years. So you can't have a double standard. Sure. I mean, if you're going to fire Phaedra for lying about candy, let me give you the list of people to law to fire about lying about other people, including yeah. all the lies that were told about me on the show. By so, Anna, amongst yeah. others. Yeah, 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 I just don't think that I think I don't like the double standard part mm -hmm. of it. Having said that, I think, you know, Candy's redeemed herself. Phaedra's apologized. And I thought, I think Phaedra was a great addition to the show. I think she was, she really added to the show. I think she deserves a second chance. I think she added a lot to the show. I just think that it's, if you're lying about potential yeah. sexual assaults, it yeah. just, it didn't make any sense looking at Phaedra and her, part of her brand is being this wonderful cutthroat attorney. So if you think about right. defamation or anything else, eventually it's going to turn up that you were the one that started you know, just yeah, created you know, these rumors. It was a nasty rumor, but I also think it got blown way out of proportion. I think, you know, that they fed that story for so long that it made it much worse than it really was. Mm -hmm. You know, like if just in real life someone made a comment off the cuff like that, you would just say, you're crazy. I don't want to deal with you. Goodbye. But they turned it into a whole storyline, which made it worse. I was glad that Candy... Um, was able to, you know, to clarify the truth. I didn't believe it. I don't think anybody believed it to begin mm -hmm. with. I think they just thought it was part of the antics of the show. Right. But I believe in giving people a second chance to some degree. But when you start getting into double digits, I'm done. Got it. You know, and uh, some of these girls are into triple digits with me right now. <laughs> Do you stay in touch <laughs> you know with I mean? any of them? With any oh, of you the... mean on the, sh on the show we were in? Yeah. Um, you know, I, a little bit with uh, with Larsa, a l uh, some, somewhat with Joanna, because uh, she lives in L.A., and a little tiny bit with Lisa, uh, somewhat with Karen. Um, and the others, you know, no. I really? don't want the toxicity in my space. I like my energy, my happy energy, positive space. I, I don't want any toxic, toxicity in it. <laughs> Marisol and Adriana have sort of popped up a little because of this friendship with Jill Zarin, which seems at some points to be a little bit of a professional friendship. She has an annual charity event um, yeah. in the Hamptons. Well, the three of them should get along. They're very awesome, <laughs> very much alike. So How them. so? Expand on that a little bit. Well, just go have fun with these types that they're all kind of alike, you know, they're all behind the scenes, you know, gossiping and stirring right. up stuff and trying to get back on TV and talking about people and making up stuff, lie about people. So good for them. What, uh, do you have any friendships with housewives from other franchises that continue Sonia to this day? Sonia and I met at the Cannes Film Festival years ago. That so is so I, Sonia. I love her. That is so <laughs> yeah. Sonia. And I've always kind of maintained a friendship with Sonia over that. And um, Lisa Ren and I had 
have been friends outside of the she came to a couple of my parties with Harry's one of the smartest people on mm. the planet and I've and always loved her yeah. and I've always just loved them Lisa Vanderpump and I and Ken when she comes to Miami uh, we usually see them and when we go there we usually see them and we're friendly uh, off camera um, great I'm just thinking who else you know uh, probably a lot more than I'm, I'm point Vicky you know and I'm just trying to think from different cities but I've known a lot of them but usually I met them not related to the shows. That's great. Yeah. I feel like that's also well, a sign of good Well, I was on Bethany's casting. show when she had the show, uh, the Beth- daytime right, talk Bethany. show. I was on that three or four times. And uh, so I kind of know her. And, and then when we did um, the Andy Cohen at the end of the year, then and now, I, I saw her there on the set. So oh, I kind great. of know her, but I wouldn't say we're friendly friends, you know. Got it. Um, and so you are very vocal and prominent for political activism, certainly through your Twitter handle have you do you ever feel nervous about being so honest and direct with people about the current state of affairs in our country and I say this because the last time I saw you we had this great interview talking about I think Hillary definitely becoming president all this good stuff and then you know the nightmare began after election day it was such a your interview actually got posted the week of election week when we're talking about politics and progressive ideals and then seeing what's happening with the state of our country. Do you ever get nervous or do you feel... Do I get nervous about what I say or do I get nervous about what's going on? Oh, well, I'm on the latter, I I would say. I mean, I'm terrified about what's going on. Do I get nervous about what I say? No, because I don't really care. Anybody that wants to condone, enable... um, and go along with the shenanigans of that administration. Sure. I, I, I don't see a place for them really in my world other than an acquaintance. I just can't. Uh, we're on different planets. We view the world so differently. Got it. I mean, yesterday when um, the two top senators came out and said that, uh, the things about, you know, basically that he's unfit, and then Mitt Romney had said that, and then you see – I mean, major Republicans, the Bushes and uh, coming out in that speech and then right. and then Obama coming out in his speech. And then, you know, Charlie Seitz writing a book about mm. w- what went wrong with the right. And, you know, I mean, uh, Sh- Steve Schmidt, all of these big, huge mainstream Republicans are just literally appalled. This is not a conservative movement. I believe in a two party system. I believe in a conservative system and a democratic system. And I've agreed with and voted for both. But I don't believe in enabling bad behavior. I don't believe in destroying democracy and destroying the institutions and starting fights with the with our allies. I don't believe in any of that. Did you ever have any interactions with Donald Trump through your circles or your husbands or my just husband? Inter- my husband uh, cross-examined him for a few days <gasps> on a case. Really? Yeah. How long ago was that? Before uh, or after the inauguration? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it was before. Okay. And you know his standard two or three his standard answer is, I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall. That's why during the election when he said, oh, I have this perfect memory, I never forget anything. And my husband was like, Unless well, you didn't remember anything deposed. when we interviewed you. My God. <laughs> yeah, you know. Did you ever think, I mean, we talk about the power of reality TV, and we've seen that it can do so much for Bethany. It cr- you know, led to the creation right. and success of a $100 million business. For Donald Trump, it led to the presidency. I mean, there's a lot, when you talk about the platform and the wonderful work that you've done yeah. in, for, you know, Puerto Rico relief, and ongoing charitable efforts versus, you know, well, can buy the, you a seat in the White House. The volunteers for Puerto Rico relief have done far more for Puerto Rico than uh, the U.S. government has done or the administration Which has is done. so it's scary. It's just shocking, really, that the 
we're, I, I think we're all willing to take it on and people are willing to help and people want to help, but th- where's the leadership? Got it. Um, speaking of leadership, we are here in Leah Black, the world of beauty. Tell us a little bit about your favorite products. Well, I have the skincare line I've always had since literally I can remember. It's called Sudden Youth. And uh, I mean, it just really works. It's a 20-minute mask that lifts, tones, firms, tightens, opens Love the pores, uh, and cleans them out and sloughs off the dead cells. And, and it, when you put it on half your face and compare it to the other, you'll see your face is lifted, toned, and firmed. And what's the price point for your products? That is eight to ten facials in one kit. Uh, that cost $125. Oh, wow, so it's amazing. You you would pay that for one facial. And this is better than any, I'm telling you, this is better than any facial you'll go get at a salon. That's amazing. No, and you do it in the privacy and luxury of your own home. So You are also a published author. Do you have any thoughts on another book? Uh, well, you know, I made it, I was supposed to do three books. I did The Red Carpets and White Lies, which is a fiction uh, based on uh, a novel based on just a bunch of gossip. And I changed the names and faces of people and camouflaged people and and kind of made uh, composites of people, and people are like, oh, that's me, and that's not me, and people are mad if they're in it and mad if they're not in it. Uh, I I do have another one in my head. I'd like to sell the last couple of thousand of these books before I do it, but I have it really down. I could write it in literally 30 days uh, if I decide to do it, and the publisher's pushing me to do it. So we'll see. I mean, page six said I was the next Jackie Collins. (gasps) Hello. (laughs) Well, page six said it. (laughs) Must be true. Must be true. Um, Leah, it's been such a pleasure to kiki with you here in the world of Leah Black. Guys, follow her online at Leah Black Miami. Such a thrill to be here. Thank you so much. We're so excited to see this video. My God, we're multitasking so many things. And guys, go to visit Leah Black's. Your website is Leah Black. LeahBlack.com. Miami. LeahBlack.com. You see, I am the world's worst promoter for myself. I can promote everything for everybody else. It comes to myself. I don't remember the name of the website. I don't remember my face. I couldn't tell you the password to any of my stuff. But uh, yeah, it's LeahBlack.com. Get on there and buy some handbags, jewelry, skincares, and books. And donate to Puerto Rico Relief. <laughs> yeah, please. that would be great. But also you get yourself a mask and a facial. Okay, yeah. such a pleasure. All Thank right. you so much, Leah. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you. You guys, wasn't that amazing? Is Leah Black not like the best ever? Because I'm pretty sure she is. Um, So all my thanks to Leah Black, Leah Black and her team, Leah Black Beauty, Leah Black Enterprises. God bless them. Um, I do have to say one additional thing, which is, of course, can't even say that, believe I didn't say this at the start, breaking news about Shannon and David. So here's what happened. So I um, recorded with Leah, I think it was on a Wednesday. And then the next day, I want to say, I was like out to lunch, living my life, like having my gluten-free, vegan-free, dairy-free, soy-free, sugar-free deliciousness, which is essentially grass and air, and got a text from Lewis Peitzman, like right as it was breaking. And was in a Lyft or Uber or whatever. And I gasped so loudly, which is my want. That is my lifestyle choice to gasp loudly. And I never realize it except people around me were like incredibly startled. And the driver was completely freaked out and was like, oh my God, are you okay? Because Lewis Peitzman texted me about Shannon and David. And Shannon Bedore, hear my prayer. I'm a total Shannon apologist, you guys. I do not care. I understand her pain and her hurt and her anguish and where it's coming from. And as sad as I am for the ending of that relationship I think we can all say and by we I do include her kids in this that it's for the best and that those 
two people deserve to be happy, honestly, legit. They deserve to be happy and that happiness isn't going to come if they're together. And I want Shannon to find herself. I want Shannon to have her own turtle time, you guys. Can you imagine next season? Shannon is like free from this marriage that's been toxic for years, years before they even started Real Housewives. And Shannon is like, you know, easy going, like getting her cocktails, getting her great goose martinis 10 at a time on. And I think she's going to find herself and find a piece of herself that's in no way related to the idea of love with another person. And I can't wait to see Shannon fall in love with Shannon Bator because, guys, I'm already there. Um, So I am so excited for that. And I think it was exactly the right move. I think it's terrible and really, really sad that, you know, their marriage is ending, but also it's so, it's going to be, I think, a whole new chapter for her and a great one. And um, I hope to see it on TV. So on that note, guys, please send Shannon Bedore Valentine because I know I will. And um, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm thankful for you guys. Next week, episode 50. Can you believe it? Episode 50 of Andy's Girls. So crazy. Um, What's not crazy, though, is you guys posting some iTunes reviews about how much you love the audio. Um, This new phenomenal audio. I want to hear from you guys and see it with some five stars and some like nine page long descriptions of how much you love it. Oh, my God. And um, follow me on whatever. Twitter, at Sarah Galley. Instagram, which is like protected like you wouldn't believe dame galley d-a-m-e galley you know how to spell it um i have new hair so that's really exciting i'm no longer a peroxide blonde i am now a sort of copper shaded golden blonde which is so fun um guys such a pledge love all of you tweet me let me know your thoughts about this amazing interview with leah black who you want me to talk to next we've got some housewives coming up which i'm super excited about and then next week episode 50 can't wait um so you guys such a pledge weekend edition of andy's girls so exciting um thanks to all of you for listening i love each and every one of you and consider you all also um ogs of the ag so on that note happy weekend happy saturday and i will talk to all of you online and then next week okay bye guys toodles turtle time caduce bye